Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and across the table from me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. I feel like it's been a long time since I've sat at this table. I don't know why. (laughs) I guess it's because life has gotten so busy that it's kind of like just, it's it's like either a slow walk, crawl through a week or two weeks. Uh, but he was. I'm glad to be back here, man, and, and get back at I the table too, and I'm talking glad, about stuff. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back too. You know, you were on vacation a while back, so that may yeah. be part of it. But then, you know, we're just busy. It's summertime. Mm-hmm. Kids are doing stuff. You got family stuff with your mother-in-law at the house and all those things. And it's been crazy in the ministry because we were in between help. So it's been right. hard to find time to get in here. But I, I'm so gracious, you know, that you have have worked it into the schedule seriously because. I know you got a lot going on, and and we both want to make sure that we're continuing to get this out there to help people. So glad you're in here today, my friend, and glad to be talking about what the Lord has us talking about here in a minute. But you know, first I wanted to just say we have some upcoming events uh, here. Actually, this coming weekend, I'm going to be in Boise, actually up in the mountains a little north of Boise. We're going to be whitewater rafting and up at Camp JP2 doing a men's leadership summit training. So uh jay wanakot of the diocese of boise up there has invited me in we're going to have a bunch of leaders up there going to be talking to them about how to start and lead amazing small groups for men and hopefully go back into those parishes and help them get uh everything situated and started up there uh after that weekend so if you're in that area you can look up that on the diocese of boise and there's still room if you want to register and join us it's going to be a great time it's a friday to a sunday we're going to be doing all kinds of things. We're going to be giving talks. We're going to be rafting. We're going to have outdoor stuff, fires, just hanging out with the guys, man. Are you going to have a helmet that fits your head, man? I don't know, I man. Mean, we'll have to see. It's been a long I'm time saying, since I whitewater rafted. Yeah, yeah. I just don't be know. Care, just protect the dome, man. The good like thing is I'm so tall, I, I, you yeah. can probably stand up wherever I fall <laughs> out of the boat. So yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got that coming up. And then uh, our next event is going to be in August, and that is – uh, August the 11th and 12th, we're going to be down at Transfiguration Parish in Marietta, Georgia. I'm super excited about that. been working with them for months to get this thing going and to implement this men's ministry down there for them, too. That's open to men and women. If you're in that area, Marietta, Georgia, come out and be with us on the 11th and 12th of August. And then finally, uh, at the end of August, August the 26th, we're going to be out north of Denver. I believe it's north of Denver in North Glen, Colorado at the Immaculate Heart of Mary for the Denver Men's Leadership Summit. So sort of the same thing we're doing up in the Diocese of Boise, minus the whitewater rafting, all the outdoor stuff. We're going to be in the in the parish hall there, but going through some talks and some men's training to help these groups get started. Victor, it's been incredible um, just the outpouring of requests and support we're getting for this now, man. We're It just seems like every day, most of my day is on the phone or Zoom calls with uh, different people from around the country, whether it's parish leaders or diocesan leaders or men that are just saying, I want to get this going. 
and we're booking up. We've booked up through 2023. We're, we're booking up into 2024 now. So if you are interested in getting a vibrant, life-changing ministry to men going, a place where men could be real, where they can be authentic, where they can find authentic relationships with Jesus and each other, then go to our website. Victor, it's up. It's brand new. I think that's part of the reason we're getting the submissions we go. are now. Mm-hmm. It's easier to find that now than it used to be. You used to, you used to have to dig past all the podcasts and videos on that. Now it's right there on the homepage. You can go there. Click any of those buttons that say find out about men's ministry, start a men's ministry, and there's a form there to fill out. It's your name, your email, your parish, and then you can put your notes in there about why you're calling. You know, Once you do that, it gets thrown into a form. We're going to reach out to you, Lindy or myself. We're going to reach out to you, get in contact, see how we can help you, see if it's a good fit, and if it is, get you scheduled as soon as possible so we can start working with you and your men and do the work on the front end so that when we arrive uh, you know, at the parish for the event, Everything's already in order and it's ready to go. And then when we leave there, you're going to have a wonderful men's ministry that is built to last. So, Victor, they can find out all about that at justagownthepew.com. You can go there, click all the booking stuff. Our events are there on the events and book me page. Everything is there, including where you can support us. Now, Victor, people ask all the time, John, like, how can we help? We love what you're doing or I've been affected by this or just tell me how I can how I can get back to this. Well, the easiest thing to do is become a monthly supporter. Mm. We need that support more than I can say. I say it every week, but honestly, it's what keeps us going. You know, the events themselves can't keep us, you know, sustained through all this. We have growing expenses as the demand grows. We're going to need to add staff, and I'm working on that right now. We've added a marketing person. We've added a, a booking and event coordinator. But now there needs to be some folks that can help me go out and do some of this training and stuff. So, we have to have the means to be able to do that. And while the missions are supporting it and helping in a lot of in tremendous ways and keeping us going, we've got to have that monthly support so that we can can really build that budget. We can have the revenue to be able to hire people and bring mm-hmm. people in so we can expand our reach and expand how quickly we can get this stuff out there to help these parishes. So if you're interested in becoming a monthly supporter, whether it's $5, $10, $50, $100, $500, $500, all of it counts. All of it helps. And you can do that by going to donorbox.org slash pew. That's donorbox, one word, dot org slash P-E-W, pew. Or you can go to our website, just to get on the and there's a donate button up on the list of links at the top. You can click that, fill that out. Very simple and easy process. We thank everybody who gives to us and supports us every month that are doing that already. And for those of you that will consider it and become monthly supporters, I appreciate it. I promise you that much. So does Victor. And we're going to use that support to do all the things I mentioned and more. So thank you all for listening to that. Uh, One last thing that my social media person asked me to do. Please go out to all of the social media places that we have, whether it's you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those places we are. Please go out and like and subscribe. YouTube especially. We've got that channel now. That's what we did all this stuff in the studio for. We're trying to grow our reach and get this out there so that more people know that there is an organization that will help and come start help them come and start a men's group for men, something very different that will last in their parish and change a lot of lives. So by going and liking, subscribing, and sharing our stuff, whether it's Apple, you know, podcast or whatever it is, that's going to help us reach more people. So please go out and do that uh, today if you hadn't. Huh. Got to take a deep breath after all that, Victor. <laughs> and thank you to all those for listening to that. It's the best time we have to share all those things and what we have going on. But Vic, you know, the show today, 
I never. I don't even know if I could come up with a title with it yet. I've been stuck between keeping your eyes on Jesus and and choosing the better part. Mm-hmm. And I guess after this episode, we'll know how to better name it. But uh, you know, Vic, it seems like everywhere I've been lately, whether it's on the road or just conversations over dinner or in parish things in our men's group or whatever it is, it just seems like conversations are dominated by a lot of things that people are overly concerned about, worried about, trying to obsess over in a way. And really, things that we can't do anything about, and and you know some of those things, it, it just it, it it's really led me to pray. It, Jesus has just been been speaking to me about man, like we're letting this stuff bother us, mm-hmm. we're letting this stuff distract us, and we're we're not choosing the better part. We're not keeping our eyes on Jesus or the prize that lays before us in that eternal reward of heaven, and. You know, the things I'm talking about is, is people will say these things, and maybe it's because of, of what I do. I don't know. And, and just being in ministry like this, maybe they think I'm an insight that they don't have or something like that or a connection to how we can fix all the problems in the church or right. something. But, you know, people are like, John, what do we do about this? What do we do about that? And some of these things are like, hey, did you hear about the priest that got silenced or the priest that's been removed from the priesthood because he was speaking out or you know, um, have you heard about the bishop that's getting visits from the Vatican in Rome because he's speaking out or, or have you seen where this political party's trying to do this or that, you know, or, I mean, it just goes on and on the trans movement, this, this and that, and this and that, and the Pope said this, can you believe the Pope said that? Or, or the synod's going to do this and the synod on synodality is going this direction. They're trying to place these type of people on there. What are we going to do about it? Are you a TLM guy? Or are you a Novus Ordo? And it's like, I just want to go, I'm a Jesus guy. Yeah. Like that's what I am. And, and ultimately all the things that you're bringing up and you're mentioning are things that yes, we need to be concerned about, but ultimately at the end of the day, I can't do a lick about any of uh, any of those things, right? Like I don't have the Pope's phone number. I don't, I don't have the the Democratic Party's ear. Like I don't have all these things, and and it's really just it's allowed me to see like how obsessed we can become of these things, and ultimately we're distracted from what matters most, which is following Jesus and doing what He's asked of us. Well, yeah, the distraction you're talking about is the word drama. Remember that was when we were seeing somebody or whatever. There's like, oh well. That person has is too much drama, you know. Yeah. I just, I just, they wear me out mm-hmm. because they're concerned with so many things. Now, being concerned with something is fine, but when you go around and you and you start separating people because they're different from you, and even in an interpretology and in, in like in interpretation, interpretation yeah. of like uh, how to baptize. Okay, is it by sprinkling, intention, or submission? You know, fully submerging a child. You know, mm-hmm. or or as adult. So that has broken up the the Protestant Church in multiple ways. Sure. So let's not do that in the Catholic Church. Okay, <laughs> we can be we have our disagreements, but let's not break away, or let's not try to like push people in a corner saying you are so far from us, you shouldn't be with us. You know. Right. And and going back into like the early church, remember like the biggest conflict was what the Gentiles coming in, right? Converts mm-hmm. like us coming in, right? We, 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 we have a way of what we love to worship, right? And sometimes we love, you know, organ, and sometimes we like the acoustic guitar. and so, You know, everyone has their taste of influence of what makes them feel closer to God in worship. Sure. That's good, right? But the thing is, with the other church, the people are saying, well, these Gentiles coming in, they're not circumcised, you know. Uh, they should be circumcised. And then what, what did Paul and Peter and all them say? Yeah, well, Peter argued with Paul right. at first about well, it saying. too, but yeah, <laughs> they're they're going back and forth because yeah. no one really thought about this, you know. Sure. So, like I said, there was a, started to become a division of like, and and they finally said, okay, this is what we're going to do. All right, don't eat meat sacrificed to, to idols, and don't drink blood. 
Yeah. Period. That's it. This is simple it down to that. That's what separates us from the pagans. And I think we need to kind of realize, go back to where the small little differences that kind of get us all upset about it, we need to really just take a step down, you know, back up and say, is God's movement in this? Yeah. Is, well, and, and realizing yeah. like, I mean, some of these things, it, what what can you do about them? Like the stuff about what the Pope has said or what this part of the church is trying to, or mm-hmm. this agenda is being pushed by these people. It's like, okay. And at the end of the day, that's going to continue to happen we can pray about it, right? right? I mean, with political things, you can vote, you can do those things. But beyond that, there's not much like I can't, I'm not going to get on a plane and fly to the Vatican tomorrow and change anybody's mind, right? Things are going to happen and play out the way that they're playing out. What we need to realize is that the devil is using all this stuff as a distraction, right? I mean, think about it. When people are really upset about this stuff, or like, did you see this video about that? Did you see this person's comment about that? Did you? And it, and it obsesses, we obsess about all this stuff with social media and who said what and who's not doing this right. right and, and then even some of our priests and it some of It seeks division. Right. Yes, and right. some of the lay people and stuff like that are out there and they're like, taking these 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 opinions and these sides because some of it's it's just just clickbait right like i'll get more followers i'll get more this and you know and and more books i'll sell and things like that if i just get people if i say you know um uh what are the not prerogative but um controversial things right Mm -hmm. like and i start getting involved in all this and and people are always asking me like why don't you talk about all that stuff more and it's like because it distracts from jesus Right? It distracts from what we're really here for. Right. To love one another, to serve one another, to convert hearts. Right. That is the ministry that God has put on all of us. Like that's what's important is the salvation of souls. But so often we get so involved in this stuff. And did you see this? And did you see that? And did you hear what they said? And oh my gosh, we need to get rid of this Pope and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, all we're doing is obsessing over this stuff and it robs us of our peace and of our time. Right. Think how many times that we get obsessed about stuff and you talk about it like six times a day to six different people. Mm -hmm. And if you add up that time that you spent talking about that thing because you got angry with your obsession or your distraction of it, I can't believe they did this. You want to go scream it from the mountaintop. And all of a sudden in one day, you may have lost four hours of your life complaining about something you can't ever do anything about. And probably friends as well. Right. Like you're just (laughs) it's like at the end of the day, how many people did I walk by that Jesus put in front of me that may have been going through an issue that day, that may have needed a conversation about, you know, something that could help in their life. You know, how many how many opportunities did we Mm -hmm. miss? And then Victor, you know as well as I do, when we get upset about something, when we're distracted, when we're obsessed, when we're just that, like, like what do they say? Put, when somebody's put something on our tongue, like I think that's a Seinfeld reference. Yeah. Like you put it on my tongue, there's a hair on my tongue, and I can't get off, and all I'm doing is thinking about that hair. Like we don't just all of a sudden diffuse that. Like we take it everywhere we go. So that frustration, that anger, that stress, that worry, that anxiety – it spills over into our relationships with our children, with our relationships with our wives. Mm-hmm. Like how many times have I walked in the house and Angel's like, how was your day? And I was like, let me tell you about my day. And next thing you know, I'm just like, you know, and just burying her in a pile of rubble right. of my junk and the things that I've been obsessed with that day that honestly, I can't do a thing about. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, I, I just get these images of the devil like sitting back and just laughing right? Just like rolling on the ground and kicking his heels and going, look what I did again today. Instead of the things that Jesus had on the plate for them today, I've managed to get them off in right field. He's down a rabbit hole, 
you know, and we do it so easily. Like even this weekend, Angel and I and the kids were driving to a family reunion. We we're going up I forty, you know, towards Nashville, and and there was a section of the interstate that all of a sudden we came up on, and it looked like it was going to rain, but it hadn't yet. And all of a sudden, it, it just sounds like it's raining, but I'm like, there's no, there's no rain, and it, it was rocks and gravel pelting my windshield. They had started ripping off the old layer of asphalt, mm-hmm. and then they were getting ready to prepare, and they were doing it at night. So we were driving in the morning. And apparently they didn't do a very good job of sweeping the, the road afterwards or didn't do it at all. And all of a sudden, like, rocks and gravel were pelting my truck. And one of them actually cracked my windshield. And I was over there flipping out. And then Angel was like, you need to write a letter to T-Dot. And you need it. And I'm like, I thought about it for a minute. And I was like, you know what? I know that's, like, what we want to do. We want to get up in arms and go fight those battles. But they're probably going to have this paid by tomorrow night. And they're going to come out here and go, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Or that letter will never get read. It'll be you know, filed in the round, uh, in the round filing cabinet, you know, the right, trash can, right. and they're not going to worry about it. All, all I'm going to do is obsess over it. It's going to make me mad. I never even went out to my truck and looked at the paint or anything. Cause I was like, if I find one spot that I'm going to flip out and be mad, I'm going to be upset about it. And at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do about it except let it go. But that's the hard part. When we get obsessed with these things, we don't let them go. And they distract us from the things that are important. Time with our wife, time with our kids, being present to the people in front of us, ministering to people and calling people into conversion. And that's what this all this stuff does. I'm not saying don't be concerned when when our church leaders are doing something that's sure. out of sorts. And that's not what I'm saying either. What I'm yeah. saying is like don't build it out of context just to get your point across. Yeah. See what it is, assess what's going on. Let it take care of itself because you and I have no control. Most of us don't have any controls. We're not on a council. Yeah. We can't. We can't uh, push a, a, an idea to get it back on track or whatever it is. Yeah. It'll. It'll. it'll in a way, it will work at itself out. You know. And and that's the thing is like, if it's gonna work itself out, then why should I get in the sense of like so over consumed where I become uh, oblivious to the people around me? Sure. Because I'm feel like I have the mission to speak against what was said in a meeting or something. Well, and that's, yeah. I mean, the scriptures tell us too, like that the evil one comes to, to destroy and divide, right? Mm-hmm. That's all he wants to do. If we're unified, we're stronger as the body right. of Christ. When we're separated and all this stuff is when we get into trouble and, and when he's our mind gets off of things. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's trying to do is, is separate us and divide us, but ultimately it causes us to lose sight of our mission and purpose. Right. And who suffers at that point? Right. The souls around us that need people to talk to them about Jesus, the souls around us that need to see joy and peace in, in Christians. Right. Why would I want to be Christian if every Christian I ever see is like flipping out sure. and complaining and griping and nothing's good? And man, they're even attacking their own people in the church because they apparently worship different. Somebody mm-hmm. likes the, the something called the traditional Latin mass and somebody else likes this Novus. I don't even know what that is. But, like, apparently they're fighting over it. Why would I want to enter into that? I have enough stress in my life. I'll just go to church and somewhere else where there's not all that. And so we don't understand, like, people are always watching us, and they're always listening to us. And not everybody that we surround ourselves with is is Christian. You know, we have all these opportunities, and if all these people do is hear us bickering and griping and obsessing and talking about the Pope and trashing the faith, then why would anybody ever want to become Catholic? Mm -hmm. And so we have to keep that in, in, in our mind, and we have to... To, to stop taking our eyes off the prize because it's costing us dearly. And what I mean by that, Victor, is because of all this stuff, and like, again, I've heard so much of this lately, like every conversation when I sit down with people, like, hey, let me know what you think about this. Or what do you think about it? I can't believe this happened. And I'm just like, I just wanted to come and eat dinner and enjoy dinner with, with people right. who love Jesus and talk about like 
what's going on in your life and how we can be of you know friends and all those things not like this this tirade of everything you hate about our church and the thing is we've become more concerned about the issues of the church victor than the work of the church mm-hmm. that's what happens when this when this we become obsessed with this stuff is we lose what we're supposed to be doing and what we're supposed to be focused on the work of the church the work of jesus christ and we become overly concerned with the issues of the church and again unless you're in a position of power to fix those things there's nothing you can do other than pray Lord, I give this to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let this control my life. Ultimately, you're in charge. You're still on the throne, as Billy Graham used to like to say. Right. He's still on the throne. And I need to let that go and not fall prey to these snares and these traps that the devil puts us to. And our boy here, St. Paul, he has a lot to say about this. I was sitting in uh, Mass a couple Sundays ago on the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So that would have been not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. And the second reading this verse pops out as I'm sitting in mass, all this came to mind. And I, I heard this verse, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. That's Romans 8.18. And when I read that, I was like, man, you talk about hitting it on the head. Like, I consider the sufferings of this present time, the things that we're dealing with, the strife, the 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 scandals, all these things, the, the things that are controversial, the, this onslaught of the culture, like, yeah, this is all sufferings for us in this present time, but they're not worth comparing to the glory that's to be revealed to mm-hmm. us. But we forget what glory that is when we take our eyes off the prize, when we let ourselves get overly concerned. And St. Paul doesn't just talk about this there. He talks about it all through his writings to the Corinthians, to the Colossians. He goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 through 18, so we do not lose heart. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. Again, like stop focusing on all this stuff that's right in front of you, trying to distract you and all this stuff, and focus on the unseen, like the promises of Jesus that are out there, the heaven, the things we can't see. Keep your focus there. The devil knows that we already face struggles in keeping our focus on that because it's not tangible. It's not in front of us. We can't reach out and just touch all those things that Jesus promises to us right now in the here and now. So he he distracts us with all these other things that we can latch on to and go, mm-hmm. did you see this post? Did you read this article? Did you see what Pope Francis said here? Did you blah, blah, blah? We get distracted and we grab onto those things. But St. Paul was telling those people back then and us now through these 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 words and these letters to the church that we need to keep what's important important and our focus on what's important. So he goes on in 2 Corinthians, this is before that, in four, uh, chapter 4, 3, and 5, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as slaves for Jesus' sake. So what is he talking about there? He says, the God of this world, the devil, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. Well, he's also blinding the minds of the believers these mm-hmm. days, right? Distracting us and keeping us away from the things that are important and to keep us from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ. That's what's important, not only for the unbelievers, the people that are out there buying into the culture every day, but the people that claim to be Christians that are allowing ourselves to be distracted by things that are keeping us from the glory of Christ. That's what's important, Victor, and that's what we need to keep our mindset on. Well, when you remove compassion from a conversation, 
then all you be, you come off as a very um un i guess you'd say what the word i'm trying to pick it pick it but uh a com, not a combative person but someone who's just always disagreeable sure um and so when we we share our thoughts and our ideas that may be differing from each other even within the church uh have compassion for the other person and listen to it you know don't don't be so dogmatic in a sense that where they may not know enough or or what they feel where they need to be is where they need to be at this time in this moment you know um and, and what you're also talking about is is that when we come together as a group not everyone's going to agree on the same thing but everyone wants to see an end result of being a virtual person virtuous person at the end sure. of their life to to be able to say i've done the best i could with what was given to me and you know and i think that's what you're talking about the focus is self-improvement with christ right yeah um helping your neighbor loving your neighbor and and raising a family if you have a family in the the virtues and the foundation of faith now those small things can distract you and and whatever whatever um i guess you say wherever school of thoughts you are in your theology you know everyone's in different levels of where they need to where they where they find themselves in just just be patient with somebody else you know yeah just 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 know. Well, and if you like what you like and you enjoy what right. you enjoy, then enjoy it. You right. don't have yeah. to like, you know, everybody likes the different things and they're called to worship Christ differently. And I mean, I often say that when people get in these fights, I'm like, is there a red candle lit in your church and a tabernacle in there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there one in yours? Yes. Then it's holy. Right. Right. Jesus is what's important. That Eucharist, when we go to mass, is what's important. You know, it's his church and he said things he's promised us. Right, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Angel and I stood in the place where he said that. Now he was literally talking about a physical place mm-hmm. that at that time was called the gates of hell, with all the temples and the pagan worship and all that stuff. Think how overwhelmed the disciples could have been. But Jesus looked at him and he's like, "Hey, you look at me. Don't look at that anymore, because right. the gates of hell are not going to prevail against me. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against my church. If you keep your eyes where they need to be, and this is why Jesus, like whenever things came up, what did he say? He left and went off to pray. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he was always seeking the Father's will in his life, always seeking the Father's will. He wasn't getting caught up in all this stuff. Even things like, well, should we pay taxes? Render under Caesar what's Caesar's. Right. Render unto God what's God's. Right. Like I'm not getting caught up in all that mess. What's important is God's will in my life and what he's putting out here in front of me. And the only way that we know God's will is through Jesus because he is the way to the Father. And so Jesus tells us again and again and again, you know, that that he is the vine, right? I am the vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, with Mary and Martha, the, the better part, what does he say when Martha's running around and doing all this stuff? And, and he says, look, Martha, Martha, you're worried and concerned and anxious over many things. You know, Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. There's need for only one thing. And Jesus is always telling us. And the storms on the seas, right, when he's sleeping, hey, I'm not as concerned about this as you are because I know everything, and I've promised you something, and I am who I say I am, and I'm going to fulfill those promises. So we need to look at this and trust Jesus and trust that he is who he says he is. And start to think, you know what, no matter how that bothers me, no matter how much that concerns me, no matter how much I feel that fire raging up against me right now, I can't change what's happening in a lot of circumstances in the world. I don't have, like I said before, the Pope's numbers. I don't have the ear of the political parties. I don't. I can't change the way a certain speaker or priest is preaching about something or not. That's all up to God. So much of that is out of my control. What I can do, though, is stay yoked to Jesus. Right? I can keep him first and say, Lord, this is my concern on my heart. 
I don't I can't do anything about this, but you can. Right. Trust me, Jesus is going to keep his promises. And so I'm not saying, Victor, in this episode, and neither are you, that not to care about things. Mm-hmm. We're not saying like that you shouldn't be concerned with things and not do something when you have an opportunity to do something about them. But I'm asking that we don't allow the devil to use them and distract us from the mission. I'm just asking to focus on the things that we could control and the work that Jesus has right in front of us. And that work is the salvation of souls. Again, Victor, the, one of the most important things I can talk about in this episode is Jesus always focuses on the, focusing, focusing us on the present moment. And when we're distracted, when we're obsessing over things that we can do nothing about, in actuality we can do nothing about, then, then we're losing the present moment. We're missing those opportunities. And I don't just mean in other things. I mean, there's stuff that goes wrong in the ministry. And if I let it, I, it will eat me to the core, and I'll sit in there, and I will instead of spending my time with my right. wife, telling her I love her, telling her, asking her about her day, I'm sitting there just for an hour and a half. My kids come in the room. Dad, can we? No, I'm busy. No, I'm angry. No, I'm and I'm losing time with my children and with my wife and with people around me that God has placed them in front of me to be able to minister to them. And this is ultimately what I'm talking about, Victor. And I know I can't be the only one that struggles with this, right? I mean, it's just, look, we're going to have issues in the church. We're going to have things that, 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 that we're going to struggle with, with decisions made by mm-hmm. people, with things that are always going to be trouble. We're a family, and families have disruptions. They have disorientations. They have arguments. They have all those things. But the fact is, don't let those things become the center of our life. We have to let Christ become the center of our life. And so how do we do that, right, Victor? I mean, and you're welcome to throw some stuff in here too. The first I would say we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. You know, are we waking up each day and asking Jesus what he wants from us? That's what I ask all these people. Like when you woke up today, did you even talk to Jesus and say, Lord, what do I need to be concerned with today? Like what do you need me focused on? Where do you want, what is your will today in my life? If we're not doing that, then we're losing the battle before we start. Like we need to be asking Jesus for our marching orders every day and ask him, what are the things I need to be concerned about today? What are the things I need to be focused on? Because if we don't and we allow the world to dictate those things to us, then we're never going to do anything that Jesus wants us to do. And we're going to be a bunch of miserable, angry people all Mm -hmm. the time in our life. Two, you know, pray for the things that concern you. That's the the one thing you can do. Take it to prayer. Lord, the Pope said this today. Lord, this priest did this today. Or they're trying to silence this. Or the political party that I don't like is trying to do this. Offer it up to Jesus. This is my concern. This is my worries. I can't do anything about it, but you can. So I'll offer them to you. And if it's your will, then, then you do something about it. And then let it go. Go to him and tell him, give it to him over in prayer, and then let him have it. Let it go. And trusted him. That would be the other thing I would say. You know, he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it, meaning his church, meaning his way, his will, what he desires for us. You have to believe in that and focus on the things that you can affect. If there are some things out there you could do, if you're wealthy or something, you can give to the pro-life movement or to, to certain things that help influence these things that we're talking about, good, do it. But, you know, you got to find out, is this something I can affect? Is this a good use of my time? If it is, then good. Go put yourself into it. If not, then give it to the Lord and move on. And then finally, it's it's about discernment. Mm-hmm. Discern where you can be of help with issues and what you can do. And if you can, if there's something you do, take action and thank God for the opportunity he gave you to help. But beyond that, Victor, I mean, that's what I got for people. Right. What do you, do you have any final thoughts well, here? Like, uh, you know, the generational thoughts are, are, are shifting and different. Like, yeah. my parents 
you know, thoughts of what should be done is different from what our generation thinks should be done, as well as my daughters and your daughter's sure. generation thinks should be done. So even though with age and process and life experience, you know, you develop kind of like a sense of like a uh, proper way of, of thinking and, and sorting thoughts and, and also uh, how, how faith comes to you in that manner. Um, if a child, if, say a teenager comes in, probably not dressed the way you want to, just be calm. They're there. They're there worshiping God, sure. right? So I think we all have to be very careful about being the nitpickers in our church, in our community, and just be thankful that people are seeking God in their way. Right. And then eventually when they get to the point where they're more understanding of what who God is and what Christ is in their life, then they too should be a pillar of the community. Sure. But if we chase them off, they'll never be there. Well, and the thing is, we're again, we're not saying sit on your hands, don't right. care, don't protect the church. Nobody's saying that stuff. What we're saying is be very discerning about what the Lord is calling you yep. to do and give it to him in prayer. That they, There are so many things that, like, I cannot tell you how much peace I have in my life, Victor, sometimes when mm-hmm. people start that stuff. And I'm like, man, I am glad that the Lord has shown me over time that I don't have to, to let that control my life. Like that he's going to take care of that. He is who he says he is. He sees these storms and he calms the storms in his time, not our own. And if we remember that and quit trying to play God in our own life Mm -hmm. and allow God to be God, then we can walk through our life a whole lot more peaceful and find that we can assert ourselves in the places where he's called us to mission and where we can have the impact that he wants us to have. At the end of the day, that's what we need to focus on. Jesus, what do you want from me? How can I do that and put me in situations where I can do that? You stay there, you find peace. You go to these other places, you find distraction and obsession. So again, the one thing we can do about this is to give it to Jesus. So that's what we're going to do right now. Again, before we pray, I just want to say thank you to all you folks that are listening, that are supporting. Please go out and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, to all the stuff on social media, so we can get the word out there and other people can enjoy this the way that you do. So, Victor, let's take this to prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we all know that there are many issues in the church and in the world today. Many of these issues are out of our hands and out of our control. Help us to pray for the things that concern us and keep us from allowing the devil to use them to distract us, us from your, distract us from your mission. And Lord, if we ever feel ourselves becoming overwhelmed and obsessed by things that are out of our control, remind us that there's need for only one thing and help us to choose the better part. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.